Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for July has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. Cashfly delivers all of our content here at 5x5, and they really are the best. Check them out at cashfly.com, C-A-C-H-E, fly, and let them know you heard about them on 5x5. My guest this week is Eric Sagan. Uh, he's a he's a co-worker of mine at my day job at AOL Tech, and his primary role right now is web designer. That's right, right? You're still a web designer? Uh, I guess it's senior designer, but whatever. Right. Yeah. But you design for the web. <laughs> design, yeah. And whatever title they happen to bestow upon you at the time. Creative Enigma. I'm going to go with that one. I like it. I like it. Um, so right now you're working on websites. Like what websites are you working on right now? Um, the usual. Say, is, yeah, it, is it I guess, okay? Yeah. I mean, always working on improving our uh, our offering. So working on Joystick, working on Engadget, Tua, the unofficial Apple web blog. Um, yeah, just improving our properties, you know, on a day, day to day basis. So interestingly, those are the exact same blogs that I'm working on right now. Yes, we work on the same stuff and, uh, the stuff that we work on is, is actually pretty rewarding. Um, there's, there's a lot of demands, but I think we, it's actually not too bad. No, not right now. I've been in Um, way more stressful jobs. Even at its most stressful, this job is. It's uh, it's bearable and and often enjoyable. Right. And I think the culture that we've set up for this, you know, because we used to be Weblogs Inc. Um, and then we became Media Glow, I think. And now we're AOL Tech. Um, I think the culture is that we're pretty calm, cool, collected and flexible. And I think we're just natural um, improvisers. So um, I am. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. what gets us in trouble sometimes, but yeah, it, also it does, a saving yes. grace. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're much that's... less of an improviser than I am. I am, to the worst extent, a cowboy. Not as bad as some previous employees we've had, but I I do whatever it takes to make something work and often make a mess of things. You are yeah. a lot more uh, studied. Yeah. <laughs> studied uh, yeah i guess um oh, i mean i mean uh you you you're more thoughtful with what you do um i think in my opinion yeah i i, I try to there's some methodology that I, I try to use and i you know um i try to bring that every day but there are uh, it was mark davis who was a uh, animator for uh walt disney uh, early on the, in the i think 40s and 50s um he's like one of the original nine old men um, yeah okay he used to say he only on a productive gay day gets um, three, four hours of work done. I think that's true of everybody. That's on a good day. So on a bad day, uh, less than that. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the ball eight hours of the day, but like even, even if you tried, even if you paid attention and really buckled down, your only, your actual productivity level is not going to stay at the same rate for more than no maybe four no. hours out of the day yeah and that's okay there's that what four hour work week uh book um by tim ferris yeah. um that i actually got a, a copy of that for free because he went to my site and he's like i like your site you know because i just write on my site cartooner.com but it's not i don't maintain it really well i mean it's like <laughs> it's 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 a terrible blog in that respect but um he had seen it and so he sent me a copy a review copy and then uh, I reviewed it. <laughs> I said, like, this this book is cool. I think that's all I said. Um, it's, a, it's a great book, though, but, you know, a great philosophy. Um, you, We often live in a world now where it's like the nine to five, you know. But I don't know. Like, I'm not always on. I'm not always creative or productive in those in those hours. You know, there's I have off hours that I just inspiration hits, you know. So, yeah. Well, and that's the nice thing about our our slightly flexible schedule is yeah, we, it's, can, it's we cool. can be on when inspiration hits. Although you're in a lot more meetings these days. Did I ever tell you though, <clears throat> excuse me, that I had a job as an art director and I got it down to a point where I was working two hours a week and then convincing them that I could work from home more effectively and not working, getting paid a full salary and, 
and honestly could do my, <clears throat> I automated everything yeah. to the, to the extent that I didn't even need to be around for it. Like all of the printing tasks and everything. <laughs> That's two hours awesome. of two hours of interaction with people and handling more like paperwork stuff. Yeah. And then the rest I just made happen. And then there, you know, there was the design part, but where's the challenge in that though? Sorry. That's I have to why I quit. I'm moving locations. Cause the, uh, the lawn men are here. Um, oh boy! No, but I quit that job because it was so unchallenging. I, I I like conquered it and moved on to the next level. Do you know um the guy Robert? Gosh, what is his name? The guy who did The Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman. He said he worked uh, at a greeting card company, I believe, and he basically had set himself up for too much success. Like he didn't have to do anything, and that's when he the fruition of The Walking Dead came about. So he used. Yeah company hours to create the walking dead that's in my opinion awesome don't <laughs> tell awesome. my, not, don't tell my boss awesome. i think that's awesome yeah i i doubt his employer felt the same way but yeah but, uh, uh well no. if it, it, i think it, I, was, I was reading something once about how you know your employees are going to quit and you know like there were just like signs to watch for and i'm pretty sure that someone uh writing in a notebook all day long is one of those signs. Yeah. Or someone that's just so disengaged or, you know, I, there, there, there are a lot of signs you can look out for. Um, one of the things in our job that I, I love so much is just how often it changes. I mean, that can be daunting sometimes the change, but um, every week it just makes it different. Right. So, right. well, I love the fact that there's always an end to the current project in sight. Yes. Like I've been in jobs where it's the same thing and, and it, it's going to be the same thing. And with this, we have a goal, we have a launch date and then we get to stop regroup and start again. And yeah, I like that um, kind of uh, variety. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been awesome. And I, I mean, what did I, I started here at AOL tech like six years ago, I think. Yeah. Six years ago. And then before that I worked for a direct order mailing company. Was you, uh, for, as a designer? Uh, yeah, but it was for whiteboards. Um, and a couple of our whiteboards were, a couple of them were featured on um, episodes of ER. I don't understand. How do you design a whiteboard? Aren't they just whiteboards? Um, they're whiteboards, but you design like the magnets that are used, so the visual components to them. And then I, I was working on the website, so that's that was my core job. But um, yeah, the, the guy I worked for, Wally Kraft, craft craft i can't remember his name um but wally is what we call them he uh he's the one who designed like the different magnets and different different um tools that you would use with the whiteboard and so i was working there for almost a year i think and then i got and then i got this job so you want to know what my first job was out of college that wasn't an internship what was it i worked for a company called st croix and they make sweaters that you may recognize from the cosby show oh yeah like yeah. the really crazy sweaters but by the time i got there they were doing much more um <laughs> modern sleek and i got to know a lot about sweaters enough that it wasn't funny anymore that i worked for a sweater company whose biggest biggest sales were in florida yeah but <laughs> yeah that was that that was my life for a couple of years was knitwear well you know we all come from different walks of life and careers. And I, I started out as a janitor from the time I was seven years old. <laughs> I started out as a plumber, but that was during college. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's very humbling. Like starting out as a janitor, whenever I tell anyone that, you know, I work for AOL now, but you know, at some point I was cleaning toilets. I mean, not even that long ago. Like it'd be funny before. if you were cleaning toilets at AOL. Yeah, I, I would like I would I'd have no qualms about, you know, like I would just be like, OK, you know, because uh, I was always taught my from my upbringing that, you know, it might not be in your job description, but if it's not going to kill you, you know, sometimes you can you can tweak it a little bit and, and, and do something different. Um, so, no, like I'm pretty disciplined in that way. Like I, I'll do that kind of thing if, if if it's needed. You know, I don't I don't really complain. Um, so, wait, so you'll work below your pay grade. Will you work above your pay grade without getting paid for it, though? Uh, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to pay me my up. current salary to clean toilets, okay. You know, yeah, but yeah. If they're going to ask me to, uh, I don't know what could be more complex than my job. I just know that some people get paid more than I do to do things that I think are kind of easy. But sure. what would I know? Our, our jobs are not demanding they're mentally you know they're challenging sometimes yeah. so um i would take this over the physically demanding job any day like well, i would I, take this whole... over an executive position sure yeah you know um uh uh who is it the actor um dang it bruce willis uh, on set <laughs> bruce, willis. <laughs> bruce willis it's always it always comes back to bruce it always circles back to bruce willis um no uh the guy from Caddyshack. I like I'm slipping on his name. Now you made me forget. Um <laughs> But he he uh on set doesn't like suits visiting the set. Um Bill Murray. I, I, yeah, Murray. thank you. Yeah, he just, BFM. Right. He doesn't buy into that, you know. I mean they they have their place. He understands that, but he just doesn't like the mingling with the common foot but the the grips and stuff. He just doesn't like it. So. Um No, I uh, I come from Humble beginnings. All right, so we we just had a little technical difficulty, but we were talking about Bill freaking Murray um, not liking suits. No, Bill Murray's great. He really is. He's, he's, uh, he, you know, he 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 understands that the real work's done by the common man, so he doesn't like suits visiting the sets. um, But whatever, that's his. I sat through Lost in Translation for him. I've never, I haven't seen that movie yet. I, I nothing to say about it. It's on my bucket list. I got to see it. Really? Even if it's not that good. Lost in translation is on your bucket list. Yeah. It's on my, it's on my movie bucket list. I have, you know, different categories. You, you know what a bucket list is, right? Yeah. It's before I die. Right. But it's things that you really want to do before you die. Not things you feel like you should do. Well, there's certain books, you know, I, I figure before I die, I'm not going to be able to read every book. I'm going to miss out on a lot of literature. So um, your bucket list is stuff you'll do on your deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll watch lost. That's I'll procrastination. Have one of, yeah. I'll have my staff because by then I'll be super rich and then I'll just have one of my staff members bring a DVD player because that'll be, you know, old and decrepit at that point. You but realize nobody gets super rich that isn't already super rich anymore, right? <laughs> There yeah, is no nouveau rich, nouveau riche. I, ha- I have goals. I have goals. You know, I, well, I don't want to be yeah. super rich. Actually, I just, I just, I want to be. I just want to be rich. Yeah, I don't. Not even that. Like, I just, just want to be comfortable. Yeah, there you go. Comfortable. Be, be able to afford the things that you you want, um, versus being able to afford everything. Because at that point, there's no challenge. So I, I, I like the challenge. I like I like a little bit of a challenge. Honestly, the thing that keeps me working every day is the memory of having to pick which bill I was going to pay. <laughs> you know, and like, what what can I put off? What what will not get me, like, a collect a collection agency calling me? Sure. Like, those yeah, days that's every, killed that's, me. That's a fear. That's a fear. Um, no, for, for us, we're working on this plan to, to pay off everything. Give us a few years, and we will. And we will we'll be debt-free, and then, uh, and then we'll just be... We'll just be rolling at that point awesome in stride but no um um no i'm just i'm enjoying the ride it's so just, aside it's, from web design you do some uh some extra work in the evening right yeah are you talking about the voiceover stuff i do voiceover i don't know if you do anything else but i know that you you stay busy with some uh some outside talent jobs like voiceover work yeah, yeah, and uh, that's usually on the weekend or in the evenings. Yeah, I, I, I hook up with a, a producer, a director in town, and then we, we, uh, I do a commercial or, or two on the radio, or it's it's awesome. Like you go into a booth, and you just you read the words on the screen, and you read it in like a different dialects. Um, you know, emphasis on words. Uh, it's like racist just, stuff. Do you like yeah, impersonate? Yeah, all the time. Uh, no, uh, but no, like, um, I was just uh, talking to someone about this the other day and I said that voice acting, I don't think it's difficult, but it's because it just comes very naturally to me. 
Um, but I was trying to describe to them what, what it's like when you're in a booth. Like if you were to read, in most cases I'm reading cold copy. So a copy that is, that is literally just reading for the first time, uh, right there. And I'm trying to make it sound awesome. That's, that's my job. So, uh, it's, I love it. It's, it's, it's rewarding, but it's also just like, it, it, it's pretend, right? So it's acting. So, so when, else. when you read this cold copy, how often does it take like five takes? Uh, a lot, just because I slip up. Like, Well, my sure. Tongue. The first time you read something, unless you wrote it, people put commas in weird places yeah. and sentences in ways that you're, you're like at the wrong inflection when the word ends. Yeah. Not until you read it right then and there, do you realize like this is really crappily written and um, I need to improve this. So yeah, I, I have a pencil on me and so I make revisions. So like, um, for instance, if you were to say like just a really boring line, like Brett owns a car, you can say like put emphasis on each of the words. You can say Brett owns a car, Brett owns a car, Brett owns a car, Brett owns a car, you know, like that just, I like the like, accent on the or the emphasis on the A because it makes it sound like you're being pretentious and implying that <laughs> Brett only owns one car. And you do. You only own one car and then you own a little moped and then a uh, uh, golf cart, right? Moped. Mary, this is a Vespa. Oh, oh right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone driving one of those the other day. It was like lime green. And I was like, uh, if I'm ever going to own a Vespa, which I probably never will, um, uh, might as well just make it rainbow, you know, just right. Just, well, what's I, the point of having a Vespa if it's not in bright neon eighties colors? Yeah, exactly. Lime green those like, I don't know. That's a little too much, but, uh, no, uh, uh, back to the voice stuff. Um, it's fun. Like I can go in with different, uh, dialects, like I said, but I can go in and, and try to do character voices. Um, so okay. you have to do Bane now. Oh, okay. Here, I gotta, gotta put it over my, like this, and then, oh, do you want me to do uh, a line from Bambi? Yes. Okay, what's the line I have to do from Bambi? You can call me Flower if he wants to. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can call me Flower if you want to. That's all right. That was, was, I've heard you do better. Yeah, well, you know. Just do, of course. Of course. Yes. 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 That sounded like Bane Yoda. <laughs> Bane is like I figured out. Bane is the, is the combination of um, Patrick Stewart and uh, probably Sean Connery, and then you know he's got yeah. That. No, I could see that. Batman. Let's go outside and have ourselves a cup of tea. There's, yeah, there's that stress in the voice that, yeah, that's yeah. what makes it creepy. No, and the other one I was doing when I was in San Francisco for our other coworkers in San Francisco, I was doing the the creepy one. So it's like, um, uh, here we go. You're my friend. You know, kind of like this ET uh, uh, golem combination. Uh, I don't thing. like that. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, uh, scary. I, someone said burn it with fire when I was in the office. So sounds about right. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I've been told for years like I have a good voice, and I've been doing voices like crazy voices for a long time. So I just trained with a studio out of um, Albany, New York, uh, called Voice Coaches, and I actually trained with a lady named Robin Paulson, and. Um, She's a steel. She's a professional steel drum player, and she actually played with the band Fish. She's toured Ick. with the band Fish. So um, that was it. Was a I few can weeks. smell patchouli just because you said that. <laughs> it was a few weeks of training, like I think eighteen weeks. Um, okay, that's not a few weeks. Um, wow, it takes longer to become a voice actor than it does to own a gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Um, uh, but I'm using my, my ability for good. How, how does it in a relative sense, does it pay or do you do it mostly because you love it? A little bit of both. Um, it pays nice. Um, when you can get a good job with when, it, when you're but, good enough at it. 
yeah, yeah. And I, I've been getting not steady work, but just just side work here and there. And that's fine for me. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to kind of um, augment my uh, my day job, um, which has been fine. It's been great. But I just I follow that creative um, uh, I don't know, passion that I have. And it doesn't matter what what the thing is. I just follow it. So um, I was listening to the to the interview you had with uh, Rob uh, Cordry. Who's awesome. Yeah, he seems to be uh, very much the same. You know, he just kind of uh, follows his own beat. And uh, that beat is whatever seems creative. And, you know, I haven't seen his series, though. The Children's Hospital? Yeah, I haven't seen it. But um, (laughs) He's very much following his own beat on that one. (laughs) It's it's uh, very him. Him and David Wayne. It is. He's a, uh, he sounds like a cool guy, but, uh, no, he, uh, actually this segues really nicely to, um, uh, there's this band I've been following lately wait, uh, and it's wait. only because I've seen the movie Rob Col- Col- Cordry was in, uh, warm bodies. I love that movie. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a song in there called Yamaha, uh, by Delta spirit. And I love it. I um, don't remember that, but I would, wasn't really paying attention to the music. <laughs> Um, I do. I paid attention to the '80s tunes that he was rocking out to in the airplane. But um, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Shopify? Yes, I actually use. Um, my dad uses Shopify. Um, he uses Shopify for his his store, his storefront, and um, and it's awesome. Like he he loves it. I know they're a good group of Canadians, and uh, I believe we know someone that works there, uh, Jonathan Snook. So. So let me tell you a little bit more about them. Sure. Uh, Shopify is a hosted e-commerce solution that allows you to set up and run your own online store in minutes. Pick a template, add your products, pick your payment processor from PayPal to Stripe to Authorize.net, and ship your stuff all with just a few clicks. With Shopify, it's easy to sell online and there's no software to download, host, upgrade, or maintain. Pick from over 100 professionally designed e-commerce templates or create your own with full control over the HTML and CSS. There are no bandwidth limits and no need to worry about scaling when your store becomes popular. And every Shopify store is, you ready for this? Level 1 PCI DSS compliant and totally secure. All you need is something to sell. Visit shopify.com slash 5x5 and you'll get three months free. Uh, check them out. Yeah, they're awesome. I, uh, my dad really loves them. Like in, and and their customer support is like phenomenal. And then that's how I gauge a good service. Like if you suck at helping people with your product, then sorry. Yeah. You're no good. But You're Jonathan no good Snook. Me. Yeah. He works there. He, I, he works. At, I don't remember if I knew that or not. How you know long has he now? been there? Um, I don't know since he left Yahoo, which, yeah. uh, I don't know. He's been there probably at least, at least a year. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I uh, uh, I think they're they're awesome as well. Um, uh, but no, the uh, the so you don't when you're watching a movie, you don't pay attention to the soundtrack. Not all, not always. Sometimes I sit there with uh, what's that app? The one that <laughs> listens to songs and tells you who they are. Uh, Why am I blanking on that? There's I'm, a couple of them that do that. Yeah, um, but this is the only one that really works. It's called Everyone's Laughing at Me Right Now. Shazam. Shazam. It's awesome. Give it twelve yeah. seconds of audio, even in a noisy room, and it'll give you the name, the artist, and a link to go buy it. Yeah. And I love the um the uh live feature it has where it does the live lyrics on some songs. Like you yeah. just put that on and then you can do your own karaoke at home. Speaking of car. live on the iPhone, random um did you try out Cooler? C- cooler, I have tried out, yeah. And, and, and because I love messing around with color schemes. Well, I um, assume, given that you're a designer. Yeah, I mean, I do that probably daily. I just mess with color. Because right now I'm trying to, there's this initiative uh, where if you notice on the web, like the next web, the site, the next web, and some other sites, there's this kind of harmonization of color schemes. So, like, very kind of um, non-gender specific colors. So I'm liking it. Like I'm nice. like 
all direction. That's the thing with flat design that I do like. Um, the uh, the color schemes. I don't like that everyone thinks everything's flat. Flat. I mean, everything by nature is is is, is created is is designed on a flat screen, right? So well, sure. But we've been we've been working really hard for a really long time to add texture and depth and shadow to everything because right. we we like. Uh, I think we're rebelling against the fact that all technology is flat. Yeah. And, uh, and we haven't gotten to holographic representations yet. Um, no, no, I think, we haven't I yet. think flat design and flat UE is kind of an acceptance yeah. of the tools. Well, and, it's also a simplification, uh, of, of just UI. Cause now when I, you know, having looked at what, what everyone's calling flat design, now when I look at a skeuomorphic, um, design so like one that uses leather like the apple mm. uh what calendar calendar does not um, leather but it looks like yeah, it dated yeah well dated. that's the thing is as as much as people were an- annoyed by flat design when it was first introduced which i, I think was actually more microsoft's doing yeah um it, it it will in a year everyone will be used to it and working hard at it and the interesting thing about it is that as much time as we used to spend adding shadows and and uh, borders and whatnot, mm. now you have to spend trimming it down. Yeah, it's minimalism, and it's it's you'd think it's easy to just throw a button on a page and have it. You know, you don't have to do anything to it, but it does actually take some very careful white space design. And uh, right. and tasteful colors need to be tweaked to an extent that when you're using a bunch of gradients, you don't have to think about. Yeah, it's following that design criteria that I ignored in uh, in in college. But uh, all um, that boring stuff about yeah. like, color theory, <laughs> contrast, and and unity, and and, uh, and balance. No, actually, there are some things I I paid attention to, and I find that with flat design are just uh, the design that we're seeing today. Um, largely due to like responsive design because you don't want to stretch a texture, you know, or, or right. have it. That's just a pain. So, um, I, you know, I like where we're headed and I think, I think we're what Google's doing. Like they, they have that kind of flat aesthetic, but they also kind of introduce some subtle texture and some subtle um, gradient and shadow. I think that's great. I think that's a great compromise. That's but, what it, you're right. But straight up flat design can just look, flat um and i i know that's why it's called, we call it that um it just looks devoid of anything and um and my biggest challenge i think in my day job is just making things look beautiful but doing it with you know uh very with working with very little um because really when you strip away the imagery the colors you know what do you have you have texts you know and then what's the biggest thing that I, I try to focus on is visual hierarchy. So giving certain elements of a design, um, uh, weight, giving, not having everything be equal weight. Right. You know, and, well, I mean, yeah. in college, in art school, my favorite class, I think, uh, was, I get, I should say the one that had the most lasting impression was 2d design. And a lot of mm-hmm. the assignments we did were just black construction paper on white. And we had to figure out, where to put things on the page to add the visual weight, to add the tension, add the balance yeah. and handle all those concepts. And, and I think that, I think that it's a challenge as, as we simplify the elements in a web design, the yeah. challenge, especially with responsive, the, the thing I find hardest about responsive is not the media queries and the technical aspects of it. It's taking one design and, and keeping that hierarchy in that, that balance and tension as it completely floats around the page. Exactly. There is, it's paying careful attention to, to that unity, to that balance, to making sure that things don't have a sameness, you know, did you know, did you know there are people probably listening to the show that don't, uh, resize their browser every time they go to a website just to see what it does. I bet, I bet that's true. I bet that's, that's that's weird. Completely true. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably the only person on the planet. I think there's like three of us that browse at full width, like the full screen. 
Like, that's that's what I like. I like. I, I, like I seriously, I flex every website I go to. I I change the screen size. See what it does. I use I I use Moom on my on my keyboard to just quickly oh. resize my browser window. No, yeah, like, and then just see how it expands, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's. But yeah, but you're right. Like the, the the regular, I can't even say the layman. I hate I hate using that term, but just a, just a non Brett or Eric, um, uh, someone who doesn't <laughs> get paid to think about this stuff. Yeah, they're not going to do that. You know, no more than we uh, we go test uh, uh, you know certain chemicals. Uh, and well, I don't. I don't anymore. I used to as a kid. I used to. I have done a lot chemicals. of research in certain <laughs> chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, um, uh, I, I think it's a challenge, uh, flat design or, or, you know, just, um, I don't even know. Can we come up with a new term for it? Like just progression of design, you know, as we move forward, let's just call um, it the next big thing, the next big thing, the next big thing. It's the thing everybody hated about the Gmail redesign. And now it is, I mean, the there, there are other aspects of the Gmail redesign that were visually, um, not uh, a better user experience to me, but right. the concept when they just flattened everything even more than they already had. Yeah. I, 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 you mentioned it and I think you're right that that was really the first uh, large scale appearance of this, this uh, interface trend. Yeah. You know, before that I would have to say maybe the stuff that 37 signals was doing was, was kind of playing with that, but not, not to at such a scale as Google was doing it, but yeah, yeah, um, maybe you're right. I, I always felt like all the 37 signal stuff looked like they just hadn't finished it, but maybe, <laughs> maybe they were doing yeah. the very conscious design that I'm talking about that we're doing now. Maybe they were just doing it before it's time. Sure. And I just didn't appreciate it at that point. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it is. There's there's some training involved with that. There's some, uh, you know, you got to get comfortable with that new kind of design aesthetic. I mean, I remember when I first saw textures and, you know, Web 2.0, um, the gradients being used. It's just like, whoa, this Doubled is edges. And then we all just got, we got used to it. And then, and then it got old. So now we're seeing that happen now, uh, today. But what I like about the design aesthetic uh, that we're using today is it just makes it so much easier when it comes to responsive design, which already, um, you know, we, we, you and I have worked on responsive sites. It's just the workload just is increased, uh, exponentially. Well, Um, as opposed to designing two separate sites, I think designing and maintaining, designing and maintaining two sites is actually more complex to me than doing mobile first design. I, yeah, I guess that, I guess there, yeah, there's some truth in that. It's just, I just mean, um, back in the day when back in the day, you know, uh, five, 10 years ago or less, um, when you just had to design that 960 site and that was it. Right. <laughs> now it's like 960, 728. And, yeah. and we would complain because there were three different size displays, like 800 by 600 up to 1024 by 768. And now we have, yeah. now we have this massive array of mobile devices and every one of them requ- has different requirements, but I feel like yeah. we're adapting to that pretty well. Right. And then we got app, Apple uh, recently, what announced that they're going to, uh, make their device screens larger. So like instead of 320 by 80, it's going to be like 340 by whatever. And that's, I don't know. that's why a fluid responsive design, you, we can just laugh about that. Right. If you do it right. Um, yeah. And then also uh, you don't want to design to the device. You just want to design to, you know, how fluid the thing is going to be or to the, how I only design for the iPhone. <laughs> I, don't, you just I, do. I, I honestly like I'm joking, but I don't own any Android devices. I had to have Engadget ship me a Nexus when we did the last redesign just so I could test the layout and interaction of it. And then I had yeah. to give it back. And that was fine because I gave it a fair chance. I thought, hey, I've got a Nexus here. I'll see why people buy Nexi. And, I haven't uh, used the Nexus device yet, so it's it's not 
it couldn't, in my opinion, could not hold a candle to the interface of iOS. Like yeah. iOS is just so much more intuitive to me. I found it quite frustrating. But anyway, um, I, I, you've been uh, you've been wor- working out. I should say you've been exercising. Lately. Yeah, I'm not working out. I mean, I think I did more of that when I was younger, but not even not then, not too much. But yeah, I've been exercising. So I've been, um, I've been walking. I try to walk couple miles two three miles a night uh, sometimes five if i'm if i'm up to it um and that's when i actually listen to podcasts like this one or like the nerd our nerdist uh leonard lope snap judgment you know you listen um, to this one while you're walking yeah i love interview pro- uh podcasts because when i'm walking i learn about that person you know i learn that, that especially celebrities you learn that they're they are a human being that just craves attention you know isn't that what all celebrities want no um, no. <laughs> no no they're just they're the human being that wants to express themselves in some way um, um but not all of them uh but i like that like the nerdist when they they just recently interviewed george rr R. martin you know of game of thrones and he's a cool dude he's a cool dude um yeah so i walk and as long as i get about 20 minutes in you know they say if you do about 20 minutes a night of walking or running um, it's healthy. It's good for you. I and then we, so we, beat. you know what? Like that's okay. Cause I'm, I'm building, I'm working up, I'm working up to something. I know you have me beat. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but do you guys, do you guys, um, pay into a, a farm fresh crop? Because we started doing that. Like, you mean uh, a CSA? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, every Monday we get a, uh, yeah. we'll pick up a, uh, yeah. Yeah. We did that a couple years ago. We just go to the farmer's market now, but, I, the CSA programs are, they're pretty cool because you get surprised and you support small farmers and. Yeah, no, it's really cool. And then just, you feel better about it. Like you don't feel like you had went and got that number two at Taco Bell and now you want to like go pass out. You, you just, there's all this natural energy that comes from the, this, this high that comes from, um, from walking, from exercising. So that, that I enjoy See, I've been eating pretty healthy ever since I was about, I'd say, 22. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I was living on the road a lot before that, so Wendy's and Burger King were a pretty yeah. regular thing. I was boycotting oh, yeah. McDonald's for, I haven't been to McDonald's since I was 14. But, um, like, I've always, like, I shop at the co-op, I eat organic foods, but I eat a lot of organic junk food like i have a sweet tooth and and there's no shortage of of organic foods that will make you fat um yeah you know it's not all carrots and tomatoes yeah Uh, you can you can process it to a point where it is bad for you and i love Mm -hmm. that stuff and it's annoying to me that i don't eat fast food i don't binge i don't I, i don't do a lot of the things that people associate with weight gain but I do, right. or I was, you know, sitting all day and eating uh, gluten-free ginger snap cookies. And, yeah. But well, we do. We do a lot of sitting. I, lot I've, of sitting. I've taken a couple days off now, but I got a Fitbit, and it tells me mm, that nice. I'm walking about nine miles a day. And uh, I have like 60,000 steps in the last half a week. That's nine a, miles a day is phenomenal. Like I was doing 10 for a while and then the, it, the weather just started sucking. Like it gets really humid here and it's like, uh, I don't want to go out in the humidity, but, um, nine miles a day is really good. And then use a Fitbit. I use moves, the moves app. Yeah. Um, which has the GPS tracking in it and stuff like that. That's pretty neat. Before, um, before my brother, when he was training to walk across the country, across mm-hmm. the US he was running 7 to 8 miles every morning and i know that your average runner is, is that's like normal yeah but i he went from never running to running 8 miles fast like at high speed wow that was, yeah i he's crazy like that he just that's okay we got we all have to have a crazy sibling it's like yeah. it's it's meant to be it's in the cards yeah my my brother's the same way he's super super health nut um and if he ends up listening to this um 
I mean my other brother that, yeah, my other brother. Um, <laughs> actually, I only have one brother. So uh, one brother and one sister. I only but, have no, one they're... brother, and he gave me a class for my birthday that was etched by him with uh, number two bro on it. <laughs> Dick. You are him. him. Huh? Like he, that's probably, he meant himself, right? No, he, it was a gift to me. It was a world's greatest dad kind of gift, but it said number two, bro. You're like, thanks, man. That's great. You I see, still think it's no. funny. I accidentally broke it and it, I didn't smash it on purpose, but <laughs> it was good. He's your older brother? No, he's, he's younger than me by four years. Oh, that's right. He is younger. Yeah. He's younger. Yeah. I'm the oldest. I, that's right. You're, you're, old. you're an old man. You're what, 49? Right? 48. Come on. 48. Okay. Sorry. I, 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 I'm turning 33 this year. I'm turning 33 in October. I turned 35 last week. That's, that's great. We're two years apart. But we, you know, we, we still have similar in, interests, I think. And not, not, not everything, but uh, um, we're not too many years apart. Um, you're, you're very mature for 33 years old. I'm very immature. Mature. Oh, mature. Mature. Very, my wife would probably tell you different, though. Like, I, I think I just put on this face. Like I, I was mostly joking face. anyway. I know. You know I'm not. Like, that's... Nobody really uh, is. Uh, mature people are... Uh, like, anyone that you would say, wow, he's so mature, is probably either, like, a rich, uh, accomplished person who who has like no reason to be insecure or whatever or they're it's usually they're duck faking hunters it. right the wood like hunters fox yeah duck hunters right Aren't they, are like, they are they mature I, I are they the ones that take the foxes out and they like go hunt duck like they're like come here let us go out and hunt duck no the, like those that, are right? those are rich uh uh oh, okay. often uh jerks but not 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 duck hunters in general, just people who do like fox hunts and British. Rich doesn't stuff, equal rich doesn't equal mature. Um, no, no I think maturity not. comes in phases. Like I think um, I can be mature in point in certain points during the day. Um, at certain points during the day, I can be mature, and other moments I'm not. You know, so right. I think well, it, it depends on context, basic. and and we all have our silly moments. And I don't yeah, think silliness I, I, is necessarily immature. I think. Like emotional angst is immature. Yeah, I think uh, like just uh, angry outbursts and things that you learn over time don't benefit you. Yeah, but you still do them. That would be immature. But we all have those moments, you know. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we get emotional. Um, I, I I tend to bottle up a lot of things, but um, I just take it out on my vacuum at the end of the day. So. Oh my god, can I tell you? My my wife uh, spent last week, uh, for the second time this month, she spent a week in Missouri working mm -hmm. on, uh, the, it was one of the largest dog fighting bus in the U.S. ever. Oh, uh, man. Something like 100, 100 dogs seized on the property that day. Uh, mm -hmm. People from three different states arrested. And it was in court for a long time and I wasn't allowed to talk about it, but she was going down there and uh, as a behavior lead and working with the dogs. But she yeah. finished on uh, what day is it? She finished yesterday and and flew home. But before she came home, she had to do compassion holds for the dogs that were deemed uh, a, a risk and they were to be put down. And a compassion mm -hmm. hold is when you you give the dog his last cheeseburger. You. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to cry, but you hold it while they put it down and mm -hmm. she got home and she was like, she's so strong. Like I, I can't even think about that stuff and, and she does it regularly, but she got home and she just, she was happy and chipper. And then I turn around and turn back and she was just tears running down her face. Right. I, I think you can bottle that stuff up for just so long but if she didn't do that i'd be scared of her i'd be scared of someone who could put down multiple dogs in the morning spend a day on an airplane and not feel anything right no i know i there's got to be a moment where you got to vent and and release 
And if you can't do that, then it's only it's only getting going to add up. And then at some point, <laughs> at some point, it's going to there's going to be an explosion of emotion. So right. And um, not always a pleasant one. I try to release it, you know, in quiet moments. I just go scream into a pillow. I go run out in the forest and just, uh, you know, hit the dirt and, and then scream in the dirt. I don't know. No, I don't really do that one. But visually, <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. I never scream. I, I never I haven't been angry for years. I, I complain to my wife and uh, yeah. my project manager regularly. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, like gossipy bitch sessions. Sure. But, um. But yeah, I never, even, even at the most stressful points in my life, I just, I've gotten over anger. I only get outraged about people being hurt, about, uh, people uh, attacking my friends or my family, that stuff. Yeah. I get angry. I, I, yeah. I will, I will hurt somebody, but <laughs> like work stuff, uh, stress, uh, it's not worth it. And now it's, 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 uh, counterproductive. I've just been learning, like when it comes to, to circle back to that, the, the music that I suggested from Delta spirit, <laughs> there's another, there's another song that I've been listening to. It's a very contemplative, um, tune, but it's, it's by, have you heard of the group, the cinematic orchestra? Yeah. My wife introduced me to them. Yeah. And they've got this song called, um, to build a home. And it's just awesome. You listen to it and then you're just like, you're like a, a crying mess. You're like, Oh, why did I make the decisions I did in high school? You know, that kind of like, and then you, then you get, then you snap out of it, but it's a, it's a great, it's a great song to just sit and, and be contem you know, contemplate your life. Um, and then if you want to feel good and get up and dance, I, I suggest, um, Pompeii by uh, Bastille. Is it best? Is that how you say it? Bastille? Bastille? I don't know. I'm just, I'm going by Bastille? French words here. I don't know. I don't know how to say it in French, but yeah, there's that song too. And I, you know, depending on, on how my day's going, I, what I've realized is I take, I really do seize the day. I know that that sounds, um, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like sometimes a cop out, but I really do uh, seize the day. Like I look forward to the, the day that I'm given and then that's cool. I had that day. Cause I don't know if I'm going to get the next day. Right. So are you um, a Robin especially with kids. Well, right now, yeah, I am. I am. I'm a I fan am. of Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams. Not so much of like Patch Adams, Robin Williams. In yeah, fact, he hasn't done yeah. anything for years that I could really uh, respectfully say I, I was proud of. But his old HBO specials and all the way up through uh, Dead Poet Society, he was, in my oh, yeah. opinion, genius. Yeah, he was genius. And then uh, on a recent trip I took, the work trip to San Francisco, I was watching Raw uh, by you know Eddie Murphy's Raw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And man, that's that was a genius. Yeah, just that old stuff, man. I yeah, man, I I'd never seen it before. There are some good comedians these days. Some some great ones that that crack me up. But I just don't yeah. see that kind of raw, coked up energy that we <laughs> saw in those old HBO specials. Well. I was fortunate enough before he passed away, I was able to see George Carlin here live in Rochester. Um, nice. And then he passed away like a year or two later, but he was, was because he, he played Rochester. Ball. Yeah, I think it was, I think Rochester killed him. Oh, I'm sorry no. about that. Any fans of his? Yeah. I think Rochester killed him, but um, no, the, he, you want to talk about a raw comedian. Oh my gosh. Some of the stuff he was saying, it's just like, I was embarrassed for uh, my cousin's uh, wife who was there. I'm familiar like, with his work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 you don't need to repeat it, but um, he—he—it's kind of the the Howard Stern effect, right? It's the shock and awe. Um, yeah, but it's um, more—it's more—it's uh, like Howard Stern just talked out of his butt to to annoy people. Right. Uh, Carlin was more—it was almost insidious the way he—you could tell he planned things to be offensive. Uh, like exactly. they weren't just random, you know, adolescent bursts, outbursts. They were carefully thought through. This is going to shock and, and disgust people, but make <laughs> yeah, them and, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed his stand up. Like the, someone said that 
they sat next to him on a plane and he had a folder for every kind of like human condition or human quirk. And then as he would observe, he was a, he was a, a great, uh, you know, he was just a fantastic observer of life. And he would file these things away in these, in the folders on his computer. And he'd so, pull that out when he on his material. It, it, w- this has been probably the most random conversation I've ever had on systematic. And that is entirely my fault, but we have about 10 minutes left and we haven't gotten to our top picks yet. So oh, okay, right. if you want to lead out with your first top pick, go for it. Sure. For So my first my first top pick um, would be, um, this is voiceover related, but it's also just uh, cartoon entertainment related. Um, there's a podcast called Talkin' Tunes with Rob Paulson. Um, and now it's a Ustream. It's a live show on Ustream. But um, it's great. It's Rob Paulson, the voice of Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. And he interviews other voice actors and you just, it's very insightful. Like you learn about their technique, but you also learn about their background. And a lot of them are performers. And I think there's like one performer, there's a couple performers that actually wanted to be voice actors. One of them was Nancy Cartwright. Like since she was little, that was, she had a sight set on being a voice actor. The rest of these guys just kind of fell into it by accident. Uh, um, does, so does, he, be, does this guy have a Cockney accent? Didn't Pinky have a Cockney accent? He did. He had a Cockney accent, but this guy doesn't. No, this okay. guy I think is from um, uh, Michigan. Um, but um, no, it's it's a it's a it's a it's it's just one of the best podcasts I've ever I've ever listened to. And now you can watch it. Uh, there's that visual component because it's a UStream show. Um, but um, so that'd be my my top pick for podcast slash voiceover. Talking um, tunes. Talking tunes with Rob nice. Paulson. Um, for, as far as web design wait, and development, wait, one at a time. Oh, sorry, gosh, my turn, man. Okay, okay, you go, you go. I thought you listened to this show. I thought you knew the drill. <laughs> I do. I Lies. Do. Um, I, I think my first one is actually uh, web design and responsive design related. It's a two ninety nine app in the App Store called Aptis. That was a lot of app words all in a row. Oh. Um, but Aptis is it's a little screenshot application that you can set up multiple screen sizes, load up a website once and then shoot full length, like full site shots to PDF of the that site at different uh, screen widths mm-hmm. and heights. And it will basically allow you to document. I only do this with sites I design. I don't really like I don't use it. I used to collect this stuff for inspiration, but I found that it still exists on the web and there was no point in hoarding it. Um, But for my own, when I document a site these days, uh, I like to see how it looked on phone, tablet, desktop, huge desktop. So Aptis makes it one click of a button. You get all of it. That was almost a commercial, uh, but it sounded awesome. I should I should get paid more. <laughs> but this. These are unsponsored. Download today. Um. Uh. The the next. I guess I can go now, right? Yeah, um, you, you may. You may. <laughs> I was jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the next one that I've been kind of keeping an eye on, I, and I realize for these, typically it's something that you use, but um, the Nest. I use and I love like um, it's really helped with our energy, um, just keeping track of our our energy usage. Um, I love the airflow because um, when we're running the air conditioner, you know, it, have you ever have you heard of airflow? It's um, it's part of the nest. It It's a technology where instead of running your air all the time, it'll when your air conditioning stops, it just kind of pushes uh, through the vents. Just so air through the you vents. have a Gen 2. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, see, I had a Gen yeah. One for a long time. I think it's just it's it broke. It takes a while. It broke. Well, it and takes... wait, you got to hear this. Oh, Nest, okay, yeah. Yep. Nest Engineering Support sent me a Gen Two. Uh, it, basically, it's a test unit, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's a full fledged Gen Two, and they've been working with me for a month now uh, to to fix the problem. It was an issue that was a known bug, and they're working with me to fix it. And they are extremely responsive. If if I have a problem with any part of it, I get a, a shipment the next day with a new part. They haven't made me send That's anything awesome. back. Yeah, they've been awesome. Like if if you if you're shying away from the idea of buying a two hundred dollar thermostat, 
don't, uh, it's, it's worth it to work with uh, a truly responsive human team that you won't find it like Honeywell. Yeah. And, and for us, it's taken a little while, but now we're starting to see some savings from it, you know, and, and it's, it's really helped out with our energy usage. Um, I've only had one month ever that I didn't get a green leaf. <laughs> one month and it was December and it was over uh, 20 below under 20 below uh, for most of the month. So I feel like I had an excuse to run the heater. Yeah. You didn't get that achievement though. The green leaf achievement, but every other month. Nice. I, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly uh, endorse rec. I, I support your endorsement of the nest. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it like made my house almost 37% cooler just by putting mm-hmm. it on the wall. And, yeah, it does. It does. And it's super. It's smart. It's handy. It's so easy. And like, I can change the temperature right now from my iPhone in the basement. It's beautiful. It's 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 it is a piece of work. It's a it's it's an it's an art. It's an art piece on the wall that happens to also be a thermostat. I think the next one has to be flat, though. Yeah, it's very <laughs> skeuomorphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, moving along, my second mm-hmm. one is also a hardware. This is weird. We're, we're like kind of, uh, in sync here, but, uh, I got my leap motion this week and Ooh. I have assigned about 16 gestures. Uh, like I can swipe five fingers over it to the left and it'll change spaces on my computer, mm-hmm. like, uh, OS 10 spaces. And I, if I'm reading a news article, I can swipe one finger up like I would on my iPhone and it'll scroll down. And Ooh. like it literally, I can make it track my movements. Hey, that's kind of what it does. Right. But yeah. like I using better touch tool, uh, there are, there are apps in the, uh, the leap motion store airspace or whatever it's called. But they're a little bit clunky and sensitive. And there's one called Touchless that's the closest they have to truly using your operating system with your hands in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I, f- I found it finicky, but better touch tool. Uh, I think Andreas, right? You probably don't know, but uh, he's so um, he'll play with something until it works and it works right. And he made Leap Motion part of Better Touch Tool, which really probably should be the second half of this pick. But uh, he made it work pretty beautifully, and it's still in like beta, alpha, even. It'll get better. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's like $80, uh, but gives you, like, there are MIDI programs. You can play instruments, uh, and like the angle of your hands and the. You you have like three dimensional space that you can move them in and create sounds. It's pretty sweet. It works well. Yeah. That's what everyone wonders before they go buy it. Is is it working? And it it does. It takes some like you have to be uh, if you have to fiddle for a while to find the right position for it to get the best responsiveness. You have to keep it clean. It's finicky, but it's really really fun. That sounds like something I need to get. I, I would I, I would get everything in the world if I could afford it. But yeah, um, I yeah I can't. I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't have afforded this. I I ordered it you know a year and a half whatever ago uh, as a pre order mm-hmm. back and I had the money for it and then all of a sudden it shipped and I realized that was eighty dollars that hadn't really set aside. But I do okay. It's okay. Yeah. My, um, another one would, for me would be, um, and this is for those out there who have kids. I have four of them. I have four children, um, ranging from eight to two. Um, I think you mean nine to eight. Nine. Oh, right. You're right. Two to, I could go backwards if I want to. I, I, I won't allow it. (laughs) Yeah. This is my show. You're not going to do that. You're going to do that, 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 that date or the, Yeah. The number range correctly. Um, my next pick would probably be chore, chore Monster. Have you heard of this? 
I, yeah, recently heard of it. I don't know anything about it, so tell me. It's called choremonster.com. It is a chore tracker. Uh, so you can assign chores for your kids or for your slaves if you happen to have slaves. Um, and uh, that wasn't really PC, but whatever. Um, and you assign chores, and then you can assign points to these chores, and then they can turn them in like um, like Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, like when you get the tickets, you can t- turn in for prizes, and the prizes are something that you come up with. So like sure. an hour of iPad time, or you know, we used that kind to of do that with uh, uh, marker on the little whiteboard on the fridge. Yes, it's, it's get, a digital. We'd get tickets yep. for finishing chores and get prizes that at that point in our lives seemed. Uh, equivalent to the amount of work we were doing like a quarter <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like oh i got those spark balls remember those those spark yes. things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, the, uh we we'd get um uh those pop like they're little explosive things like yeah. twisted up paper with gunpowder oh, yeah, yeah, in them yeah. and you'd yeah. whip them at the ground and they'd pop we use those uh during the fourth of july like those are fun to throw at people's feet yeah know, that's what we would do but shot. not not during the fourth because that's when they're expecting it yeah, that's right. You got to do it when they. I actually have a box of those in my office right now. That we should you should pull them out and use them on the next conference call. I have a friend who owns the largest toy store in the country. In his family. That's right. You do. You so do. I, and I get weird things like that all the time. I want to have a friend like that. Maybe he can be my friend too. He's a very friendly guy. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, but chore monster. They actually come to me now and ask to do their chores. That's awesome. Is- that's worth that's a worthwhile app yeah it's like five dollars a month and uh and then oh and then they can turn their tickets in for a carnival kind of like game where they spin this uh wheel and then they can win monsters that's where the chore monster part comes from nice so it's really cool that's i'm gonna i'm gonna have a kid tomorrow just so i can get that app you can just use it with your wife i think i would say she could use it with me (laughs) i have a honeydew list that ranges back over a month right now those prizes would be phenomenal. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> We're talking about chocolate. Um, awesome. Okay. And my last pick, that was three for you, right? Yes. Yes. I'm done. Okay. I think I, I already mentioned it, but my Fitbit, everyone told me I had to get one. I got this walking desk. I started exercising every day and people kept, you know, my, my treadmill has a counter. It tells me how many miles, how many steps, and I thought that was uh, that was enough. Uh, but so many people said Fitbit, Fitbit, Fitbit that I bought one. I got the Fitbit One, and it is amazing. I just put it in my pocket and wirelessly get statistics, not only when I'm on my treadmill, but everywhere I go. And now I don't feel like if I'm going to walk, I have to be at my desk. I can go out in the woods and still get the... Uh, reinforcement of a counter plus i can see chart of my progress over time and and see that i've been really lazy this weekend (laughs) and and then i bought the aria uh wi-fi scale to go with it but it's still in the box i just got it yesterday see that's that's me spending money on toys i okay so that's weird my toys are now uh weight loss devices that's interesting that's you're just getting older. That's that's what that is. That's a that signals your your age. Is that maturity? Am I mature now? I think so. I think even with um, you just have a very mature look. Um, so I think that goes with it too. I so. think buying a scale on a whim because you had affiliate money in your Amazon account is rather immature. But buying it with an Amazon credit is not. Well, that's what I did. My, the last See? month I was allowed, right. like Amazon shut affiliate sales down in Minnesota. I can't do it anymore. But mm-hmm. the last month I was allowed to, I pulled in my biggest affiliate payment ever. And it was significant. And I've been shopping. Uh, all my wife's birthday presents were paid for by my blog readers. Thank you, guys. Blog readers who <laughs> buy big things after clicking my links. No, yeah, I, I I think that's I have a, a similar thing. I have a, a PayPal account that I use for fun purchases, so um, and movies. Yes, so, separate yes. from my our collective account. Um, yes. So no. All right. 
three and three. That was the top picks. Yeah, I'm going to do a a little talking about uh, Shutterstock. You ever use Shutterstock? You must. Uh, Yes, I have. What my favorite thing about Shutterstock, and this isn't part of the script. Well, it is part of the script, but I'm saying this for real. (laughs) If you if you buy an image, like on the older, like the the old standard for stock sites was. For five bucks, we'll give you a you know seventy-two pick uh, DPI, uh, eight hundred by six hundred version of this image. But if you want yeah. the large one that you could actually use for print, we're going to need two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. With Shutterstock, you can just buy these credits and get great images. And once you pick an image and put the credits down for it, you can download it at every size. And I find like at first you're like, oh, give me, give me, give me, give me everything. And then you realize that they're not going away, and you just take what you actually need. It's uh, it's very comforting. I don't have yeah, to download we, the eight megabyte version of a, a picture from my blog. Anyway, you don't have to be nickel and dimed. Nickel and dime. I'll, I'll I'll give you the official version here. Um, at Shutterstock, you'll find over twenty million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from around the world to suit your project. You can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages, and if you need just one image for your blog or a mock-up, you can do that too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll find something new because they add 10,000 new images every day. It's more affordable than you think, too, with no extra charge for large files. Download any image at any size and pay only one price. I told you it was in the script. Easily curate and share pictures via Lightboxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to your own Lightbox gallery as you search on the web or with their iPad app. And there's something called Enhanced License Access. If you like an image and you want to run it large scale on print or swag for your trade shows... They can get, get you an enhanced license for any image. They also have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips if you ever need any of those. If you need help at Shutterstock.com, you get an account rep dedicated to you who will answer any questions, and they have 24-hour support during the week. Sign up for a free browse account. Go to Shutterstock.com. No credit card required. When you find the images you like and you decide to purchase, use the offer code DANSENTME7 and you'll get 30% off of any package. And this is end of game. Well, thank you very much. Game over, man. Uh, you are Cartooner with a K on mm-hmm. Twitter, and that's also your blog, mm-hmm. uh, cartooner.com. And you mm-hmm. are on app.net or not? I think I am, but I don't <laughs> I use think that I am. very much. No, All right, we'll that. ignore that then. I'm at Cartooner, K-A-R-T-O-O-N-E-R. Cartooner with a K, that's what I said. Cartooner with a K, yeah, because it's Eric with a K, the true spelling, the true uh-huh. Viking spelling. Yes, Eric with a K, <laughs> you are a Viking prince. Are they a princes? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about Viking. I would be a king, a Viking king. A Viking king. Viking king. That sounds more Asian. <laughs> I think you're being racist. Um, so, and I am, I am TT Scoff everywhere. I am at brettterpstra.com. And this has been a blast. Thank you, Eric. Thank you very much. Take and, it easy. <laughs> you too. We'll see everybody in a week. Uh, we'll hear everybody in a week. No, I won't hear any. You'll hear me. I'll just, I'll talk and, and you'll hear it. And if you're if you're really uh, nice, you'll you'll write me an email, and we'll have two-way communication. Yes. See ya.